0: That is a hard act to follow. Well, good morning and uh, welcome. Welcome if you're in the room. Welcome if you're watching on the live stream or if you're out in the foyer. It is great to be together today. Uh, And I hope whatever this morning has looked like, it's been a good day and you've found some joy already. One of my favourite things to do at this time of year is to go bushwalking and do some camping. Get out in the fresh air, feel the sun on my skin and just just breathe basically. I love to go bushwalking. Now years ago, quite a few years ago, I went to the Grampians with some of my uni friends and we decided to do some camping and some bushwalking and one day, one afternoon, we decided to walk down Mackenzie Falls. Now Mackenzie Falls is this lovely spot. Nick, if you can make that click. There we go, there it is. Mackenzie Falls is this lovely spot where you start at the top and you walk this switchback zigzag kind of track all the way to the bottom. And we walked down and we spent ages, we put our feet in the water, we took our time, we laughed, we talked, we ate. We just hung out and enjoyed the beautiful afternoon waning sunshine. It was fantastic until we realised that the sun was going down really, really quickly. So by the time we began to pack up our things, you know, pack our bags and dry our feet and get our shoes on and find someone who was missing because they'd gone wandering off or whatever, by the time we started to head back up that switchback, zigzag, windy track all the way to the top, it was very, very dark. In fact, it got so dark that we couldn't see the ground ahead of us. So we sort of decided to walk conga line style, holding the rail. So as we held the rail to sort of feel our way up, but sometimes the rail would end and then we'd be like, We don't know which way the track goes. And like they've redone the track. The rails are fantastic now. You couldn't fall off the edge anymore, but back then you could. You could have fallen off the edge. And so it's getting dark. It's very black. And we cannot see our way forward. And we can't feel where the next rail is to go on. There was a lot of blaming each other. There was a lot of how stupid are we. And there was beginning to be a rising level of panic. Until somebody piped up and said, I've got a camera Now, before any of you are sitting there going, why doesn't she just pull out her phone and use her torch? (laughs) Well, back in my day, phones were for phone calls. They didn't have torches, and you certainly did not take them hiking. Okay, so we didn't have a phone or a torch or anything like that. We were in the pitch black, and someone said, I have got a camera. We were saved. The darkness would not envelop us forever. and, And... We weren't just saved because now we would be able to have photographic evidence of our epic demise. We were saved because we had a flash on our camera. So, we all stood there. We all agreed to kind of try and look in different directions, and the person wound on the camera, and we all looked in different directions. We leaned in, and the world lit up like a Christmas tree. We could finally see where we were going. Somebody said, I can see the way forward, And we conga line styled up to the next bit until the rail ran out and we couldn't figure out where we were going. And we clicked and we flashed and we looked and we leaned in and we waited until we got all the way up to the top. It is this idea of a flash of light in the darkness revealing the way forward that I think about on Christmas morning. That moment when the light of the world stepped down into darkness bringing light and life for all people. And it is a beautiful story, this Christmas story. It is a beautiful truth. In the first chapter of John, it says these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It goes on to say that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This idea of the phrase, the word... You know, back to ancient philosophers, they used this phrase, the word, to mean like the, the understanding of life, the meaning of the cosmos, a way to understand everything. And John is picking up this word, this phrase, and saying, the understanding of everything, it's not a philosophy, it's not a set of principles, it's a person, the person of Jesus And John's doing this other really beautiful thing where he says, in the beginning was the word. And he's reminding us of not this beginning, but the other beginning, the beginning beginning, the beginning that we read about in Genesis, where it says that God's spoken word brought light into the darkness. So what we're hearing about here is a new beginning, where the God of all creation is doing something new, is bringing a new beginning Into the world. And he's doing it through a person, the person of Jesus. Not just some random person. It was actually God Himself coming to earth to deal with all the pain and all the suffering and all the hardship and all the difficulties and all the darkness of this journey of life. Jesus came to bring light and life to all the world. He is the light of the world. And I have come to know him. And I have found that I can rely on him. In times when I don't know the right way forward, he guides me like a lamp to my feet. In times when I'm lost, he tells me the way. In times when I'm alone, he comforts me. So, as we were walking that switchback, zigzag track in the dark, with our flashing, clicking light, we were slowly making our way to the top. Mind you, nobody knew if it was a 24 or 36 exposure. Does anybody know what I mean? There's a whole lot of people going, what is she talking about? We didn't know how long our cool tactic would work and whether it would actually get us to the top. But the reality is, is with Jesus, his light, his light does not run out. It is not finite. It is enduring. It is forever. Because he says, and look, I'm with you every single day to the very end of the age. God stepped into the world in the person of Jesus and he revealed the truth. That flash was a momentary illumination in the darkness for us where we got to see a glimpse of the truth. The truth of where we were and where we needed to go And where it was not good to go. We got a glimpse of truth in that moment. And so too with Jesus. He entered this world bringing light to the darkness. Illuminating all the nooks and crannies of this world. Bringing truth. He bringing the kingdom of God. Bringing a slice of heaven to earth here among us. God himself pitching his tent and camping with us in this world every day, showing us the way so that all humanity could see the truth, the truth of where they were, where they needed to go, and where it wasn't okay to go. Now, unlike my early 90s flash wind-on camera, which I wanted to find one, but I can't find one even in op shops. They're so obsolete. But Jesus' light will never run out Because his spirit is with us. His spirit dwells with us. As we come to know him, he breathes life into us. And we come alive in his presence. And we don't need to stumble in the darkness anymore. His presence is with us. So I wonder, as we walk into Christmas Day as we walk into the days and weeks that follow and on into the year ahead, will we actually enter into this new beginning that John is speaking about? Will we actually enter into the lit part of life? Will we allow the light of the world to join us on our journey as we navigate the ups and the downs, the joys and the sorrows, the complexities and the opportunities that life brings us? will we enter into this new creation? Will we enter in fully? So I remember when I was a younger teenager, so a little bit before this story takes place, a little bit before that, I remember sitting on my own and having a conversation with God. And I I kind of vaguely remember saying something like, well, God, if you are who you say you are, then your offer is too good to be true. And I want to accept it. And I want to live my life for you I want to live my life the way you would have me live it, and I want you to show me the way. It was not very rocket science, complicated thing to say, but it made all the difference in my life. So you might be sitting here today and you might go, I've never had a conversation like that with God. Why not? Why not today? Why not find a space today and say, God, I would like to accept that offer of you lighting the path for my journey and showing me the way to go. Because Jesus is a wonderful counsellor and a prince of peace and he's filled with grace and truth and life and light. You might have made that decision and had that conversation with God a dozen times over in your life. I wonder what it might look like for you to lean in a little bit further And stop more often in your days and say, God, reveal a new truth to me. What else have you got to say to me? Where else do you want to shine light in my life? And then, like we did in the darkness before that flash clicked, to lean in and look and wait expectantly for him to reveal something. I guess I've got three questions to send away with you today. And it's just an opportunity to, to carve a little space in your day what would it look like if maybe somewhere after the busyness of the, you've, you've eaten too much, you're full, you've had a coma afternoon you know whatever it is that you're doing I wonder if you might take a moment perhaps even late tonight to just walk outside and look up at the stars I reckon we'll be able to see the stars tonight look up at the stars I wonder <clears throat> If you might look up and say, God, where am I? And lean in, look around and listen, incline your ear for him to to flash some level of truth into your situation. Maybe you need to bring your worries to him, something that you're concerned about. What would it look like? Or maybe you might head out to see the lights with your children or somebody else or wandering up and down the streets. And you might actually say, God, where are you? And you might breathe and say, God, I need to know where you are and stop and pause and lean in and see if he doesn't bring you a great revelation of where he is in your life, where he's showing up for you. Or you might say, God, where might I join you this Christmas? You could light a little candle as a symbol that you want to take this light that you've been given into all the darkest places and tell a dozen other people about the light of the world coming into the darkness to show the way. Stop, pause, breathe. The light has come. Happy Christmas.